You're currently listening to the Grow to Know Yourself podcast, a podcast about learning who you are and discovering who you want to be. I'm your host, Natasha of BecomingNatasha.com. So today is going to be an interview. I'm following suit with what I said I'm in my last couple episodes about interviewing more multicultural women who are making a difference and making an impact through their stories. So today I'm going to be interviewing Whitney L. Barkley MS, the creator behind the Skinny Black Girls Code website and the Skinny Black Girls Code Guide to Freedom. After being teased about being a skinny black girl from the black tops of the playground to her first grown-up role in her career, Whitney Barkley decided to take her four eyes and slim behind to the World Wide Web to express herself. In October of 2014, the Skinny Black Girls Code was born to help women overcome obstacles imposed by self-doubt, low self-esteem, and societal constructs um, to pursue a lifestyle that demands confidence and freedom. Through her blog, Whitney has been able to reach hundreds of women through multimedia content that focuses on helping them become the best versions of themselves. Over the last three years, Whitney has achieved this goal by interviewing women with compelling stories and partnering with organizations to cover events dedicated to featuring influential women such as Black Tech Weekend, Brand Chicago, and local women's empowerment events in her hometown, Columbus, Ohio. She has been featured in HerAgenda.com, Crotastic, Mashable, Huffington Post, Innovative Magazine, and Empire Life Magazine, and has been guest contributor to multiple platforms across the internet. In 2017, Whitney authored self-help book, The Skinny Black Girl's Guide to Freedom, to discuss how she conquered colorism, sexual assault, toxic relationships, abortion, and depression to live a life filled with confidence and abundance so guys welcome Whitney to the show so Whitney thank you for joining me here on the podcast um I'm so excited to have you I definitely want to get your story out here um and have people learn about SBGC so if you could tell me what it is that you do and just what is SBGC well, thank you first and foremost for having me. Now, I am the founder of the Skinny Black Girls Code. The Skinny Black Girls Code is a platform for Black millennial women to become confident and free. Now, I initially started it in 2014 because I wanted a place for body positivity. So mm-hmm. I identified as a skinny black girl um, throughout my years of growing up and the adolescence and even into adulthood and you know a lot of times people say well you know oh you small you skinny so you, you don't have problems skinny black girls don't have problems right so i wanted to kind of demystify that <gasps> that skinny black girls didn't have problems so i definitely created this platform to kind of show that you know regardless of what body size that you are people still have issues with self-esteem and i feel like when you have issues with self-esteem it stems into you know other things you know body your body image and how you feel about yourself can stem into a whole lot of other stuff, which I've learned about myself and other women as well. So uh, really, the Skinny Black Girls Code has honestly expanded from body positivity to <clears throat> allowing women to become the best versions of themselves. Because a lot of people, you know, they want to become something, they want to be ambitious, they want to do a lot of great things, but you have to realize that you can't be great if you don't address some of those things that happen within you internally. Right. So we focus on that, and I've been doing it for about three years, had an amazing time. I've been able to interview some amazing women um, throughout the country, and I've also been able to travel as well to different yes. events. So it's um, <laughs> it, it definitely been a journey, and I'm still 
growing and getting bigger and better. Yes, listen, I love the whole idea behind it um, because obviously when you did uh, hit me up to do the podcast, I was on um, your website and I'm like, I'm loving everything. I love the fact that you uh, wrote the book um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Um, Because I was an English major in college and writing books has been something that I've wanted to do for the longest and I've always like started and stopped it. I know. And I'm like, that's what I need to just have that mindset when it comes to that. Just do it um no but I definitely love what you do with um the skinny black girls um code and we actually started blogging around the same time I started in 2014 as well um and that was actually a um natural hair blog I started that in 2014 and then maybe like yeah two years later in 2016 that's when I started becoming um Natasha but yes so um, in addition to what it is that you do on um, SBGC, um, obviously you discuss like the purpose behind um, SBGC, but what did you deal with um, personally that sparked the idea? Um, so you obviously talked about um, you being a skinny black girl, but what experiences exactly, you know, sparked that idea of like, you know what, I'm done I'm about to start a whole blog on this, a whole website on this, and a brand on this. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So there's actually a blog post on my site that's called Eight Things That You Should Stop Saying to Skinny Black Girls Right Like Right Now. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the biggest instance was in my professional career. So this was back in 2014. So 2014, I was a director of marketing for a company in Cincinnati, where I used to live, currently mm-hmm. in Columbus. And so, you know, I had this big presentation, right? So, you know, I'm up preparing for it. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to kill it. You know, I'm practicing. And then, you know, I get to the presentation. I'm in the presentation. And normally, um, in that climate, I was either the youngest, the only woman, or the only African-American woman. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, that was always something to feel when you go into a room. But I went into the room, and I'm ready to just kill my presentation. Right? Uh-huh. I'm ready to go into beast mode. So there, I'm, I'm sitting around a table with my colleagues, and there's a there's a um, a setting of donuts. And so you know everyone like everyone's grabbing a donut, and there was like one donut left, and they were like, oh, you know, someone else was reaching for it. They're like, oh, you need to say that for Whitney because she needs to put me to And everyone like erupts into laughter, right? So I'm like trying to ignore it. I get up, I make the presentation, mm-hmm. and you know, at, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I have a whole degree, you know, I have great work. Like, why do people still talk about this? Like, this shouldn't be right. And at the end of it, you know, someone else made another comment as well. So I was like, you know what? That's it, and I'm going to do it. So that was really the start of it. And later on, I had to talk to my father. And I was telling him, like, yeah, Dad, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. And I had already started to interview other women. And he's like, Whitney, skinny black girls don't have any problems. Like, And I'm like, Dad, they do. So I actually was on a mission to prove, like, yes, this needs to be here. And I'm happy that I did it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you'd be amazed. Um, I was really surprised. I actually was able to talk to African, or really women in Africa. So, like, different oh, parts wow. of Africa, people have contacted me. And they tell me about the things that they face there. So it's it's really been cool just to kind of see the impact and to know that, you know, I've created a platform where people felt like they couldn't say anything before, but now they're comfortable saying, yes, I'm skinny. Yes, I've, you know, had people say these things to me and this is how I've overcome it. So 
I left it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I think it's so interesting because it's already like us black women in professional settings already have so much to deal with. I mean, one, we got to deal with our hair and then for it to be also our body types. I mean, let's not even fully go there <laughs> when it comes to body types, but it's, it's almost like, are you serious? I mean, I mean, honestly, when I when I when I hear stuff like that, the people have people have the audacity to like say the things that they say. Like, did you not just hear yourself? Like, are you serious? Like, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh no, don't save it. Say that for Whitney. What? Like, yeah. And and most people, you know, if you approach them, they're like, oh, that wasn't a big deal. Right. Like, for someone who may be sensitive or not confident about their weight, it can be a big deal. I mean, think about it. Um, there are a lot of women dread making a presentation because they're worried about how people look at them. Exactly. Then, um, outside of this black girl's so I do a lot with videography and photography. Mm. So every time that I make a video with women, it's always a little bit more challenging because they're like, oh, yes. you see what I look like. Oh, exactly. So, yes. You know, they're a little bit more self-conscious. So I don't know. I it, Obviously, those types of comments should be made in a workplace, but I'm glad that they did because it allowed me to something that I'm passionate about no yes def- no seriously definitely and I feel like it's always um it- it's funny how the things that we um are doing or have happened in our lives they start from une- from things almost unexpected like who would have known like right after that comment was made that it had been like listen this is it like this is this is what's going to have me start SBGC. Like, usually, you know, we're, like, on this journey, like, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But it's, like, we have things that happen so unexpectedly. And the most rare experiences or the things that we don't, you know, assume will happen, happen. And they are the motivation for us to starting something bigger and better and making this huge impact um, uh, in in life. But, no, I definitely love um just that story and just how honest and, and vulnerable that you were to say, listen, I'm going to share this experience with, with other women because there are other women out here that are balanced, that are dealing um, with that um, low self-esteem and that self-doubt and everything. And I love, love, love that you're like willing to be in that forefront and like be the face of like, listen, you don't have to succumb to all of this. You can overcome this. And here's exactly how. So I definitely love the idea. Um, but moving on to your book, moving on to your book, I do have plans to read in that whole entire book. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I know I definitely do. I was actually, when you send it to me, I was, um, browsing through I skimmed through it um for the most part just to get a general idea but I'm like no I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna sit down and actually read um this book again I you are like my role model right now because I I need to get my book out there I need to get a book out there so definitely um so tell me exactly you know between the blog and the website and the brand like how did you find time to even write it started actually in my master's program. So I went okay. to school here in Columbus called Franklin University. And in our class, we had to create a marketing plan. And I was like, well, I know that I'm going to write a book one day. And I knew it was going to be a book related to my blog. So initially, the idea for the book was to interview 100 women and to put their stories into a blog. I've interviewed quite a few, you know, under the topic of body image and self-esteem. But it the focus changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like God nudged me really dig deeper. He's like, you know, yes. it's really about body image. 
is it really just about that? And I'm like, dang, no, no, God, like, I'm not going to talk about it. And then I'm like, I have to talk about it. Yes. So, Listen, um, when he says talk about it, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to. You have no choice but to. So, you know, I just decided, you know what? I mean, it is what it is. I don't mind being that sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. talk about my experiences. Because we don't talk about a lot of the experiences. Right. So um, for me to write the book, it definitely was a very long process. It probably could have been shorter. But for me, it was a long process because um, I teach. So I teach here in Columbus at a broadcasting school. I do the State Black Girls Code. And I'm also a graphic designer and real-time social media marketing expert. So I do a lot. A lot. (laughs) And, you know, so finding time was challenging. So I had to dig deep. Like I was reaching back into my old journals because I still have journals from like high school. Oh, so same here. Same here. <laughs> and you know, trying to pull, try to pull content. And then when I did the research for my initial, you know, idea of the book, I, I pulled that research and I put it into one single chapter. So chapter three is all about the history of the skinny black girl, and there is a historical context that a lot of people don't know. Mm. But the rest of the book is really about, you know, how to overcome freedom. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I went through a lot just in terms of how I found my personal freedom. So, again, I talked about body image. But, you know, that's been to, you know, not having enough self-love, getting into toxic relationships. Um, I also talk about, you know, just within the book, having an abortion and being sexually assaulted within six months of both days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of stems from a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm just happy that I was vulnerable enough to share it because, just based on the feedback that I've gotten so far, um, one lady in particular said that it helped her more than therapy. And I, like, wow. I'm still just over that. Wow. I, no, I, that's tough. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, so so it's, it's just to answer your question, the writing process, it was long for me. I started in May, and I literally finished September 29th, the day, like maybe a couple of days before I actually was release the book oh wow because when you're writing about self-help and when you're reflecting about different things that have happened to you like one of the chapters i wrote it took me two weeks of rocket to start writing again because mm. i'm like dang like did i really just write that so you know again for me the process was a little different but um as i wrote i sent it to an editor you know as i got ideas you know i retweaked and refined it but ultimately i mean it was one of the i feel like writing the book was harder than my master's work. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, I pretty like sure. It's <laughs> it, to me, it was legit harder than writing. And like literally, when I finished the book, um, there's a gospel. You ever heard the gospel song? I'm so glad I made it. Mm-hmm. So literally, it was on like Spotify, and that song just came on as I was writing the last word, and I just <laughs> cried. Like I literally sat at my desk and cried because it was just like, man, I can't believe I did it. <laughs> no, you know, this has been something that's been on my list. My mm-hmm. For three years now. So it, it's been amazing. And I would just say for anyone who's looking to write a book, um, definitely allocate time. Like, if you can give yourself 30 minutes every day, mm-hmm. just to write. You can do something like that. No, no, de- definitely. Um, let me tell you something. I think it's, it's a lot when it comes to, again, willing to uh, pull back 
and be as transparent as possible with your experiences because I'm pretty sure you went through the whole idea of like, oh my gosh, I'm about, like you said, I'm about to write this or I'm writing this. And it's like, I, I just wrote about this experience. Like, what are people going to say? Like, how are people going to react? And of course, I'm pretty sure you want people to feel that, you know, the idea of sympathy and, and, and relate to you. But the fact that that woman made the comment that it helped her better in therapy, that is like awesome. The, like for you to be able to produce something that helps someone so much. And, and, and the fact that you were about to go against God to say, no, I ain't about to write this. Hold up. I don't, I don't like, I mean, when I was talking to my friend, when, um, uh, from college and she was also mentioning like hey like you know it was a lot of things that she was wanting to do well she felt herself going down a certain road and she's just like pulled back like no I'm not doing this I'm not doing this and I just find it so interesting how when God calls us to do something we almost question him at first it's like are you sure like are you positive that I need to be doing this? And it's like, listen, woman, when I tell you to do something, do it. Like, <laughs> I need you to do this. Somebody needs to hear this story. And as much as like we try to keep certain things like to ourselves or just bottle to ourselves, um, and it, it's hard to to open that up and just say, listen, I'm gonna let the world know. And, and and come on in and share this space with me um, and try to find some type of relevancy um, with this experience, but just also to show people like, listen, yes, I've gone through this, but I've overcome this and this is how you can do so um, as well. Um, listen, I bringing up the abortion and the sexual assault, that is, that, that is something that is just so heartfelt and something that is, it, it, it's, it's almost uncomfortable sometimes to bring it up because it's it's almost like women are accused of that happening to them. And it's like, how 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 can that be? I mean, being sexually assaulted, that wasn't my fault. I'm a woman. I'm 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 being me. Like what what can I do? Like what I didn't tell anyone um to say, hey, come no, I'm I'm just a woman. And I and I I feel like we women put so much on us. Like we blame ourselves for so much um, or so many things that, that are happening. But for you to say, listen, no, this is what it was. And this is what happened to me. I don't blame myself for this. This this experience happened to me. But I'm here to show you that, I mean, with with the faith in God, you can push past this and you can get over this experience and learn whatever you can um, from it to um, move forward and just to turn it into something that has a bigger impact um, on somebody else's um, life. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, no, 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 I was just saying I agree. You know, um, a few weeks ago on Twitter, I'm, I know you probably saw the Me Too campaign. Yes, and, yes. Um, and, and with the Me Too campaign, you know, one of the things that I just, like, that I tweeted and I just wanted to emphasize is that you can't allow someone else's selfish decisions to define you. Oh, you know, when yes. someone decides to invade your personal space and to sexually assault you, I mean, essentially they're making a decision, a bad decision. Right. But, you know, you can't allow that to tell you who you are. Because for me, you know, after everything that happened, I went through something, um, you know, called compartmentalization. So, mm. you know, I just kind of put everything in a box. Yep. I left it there and I went on with my life. So my way of coping with all of those situations were to be busy. Like, you can ask anyone who mm -hmm. knows me from my parents to my husband. I was a straight busy body, tried to involve myself in everything. 
And, you know, I never try to deal with the issues hands on. But what you have to realize is, you know, as women, we can only be strong for so long. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we we want to do these great things and we want to move past it, but we can never move past it if we don't take it head on and look at the issues for what they are, acknowledge that they happen, forgive other people, but most importantly, learning how to forgive yourself. That's, yes. that's really the biggest thing. Yes. If you don't forgive yourself, you know, um, you will never be at 100% of anything else that you do. No, no, def- I definitely um, agree. I mean, you know, the whole idea of forgiveness, I think a lot of people are like, I'm not doing that. Like, this person did this to me. And they're like, why would you tell me to sit there and, and almost give in to it happening? And it's not that it's to, like you said, free. it's the freedom behind it. It's allowing yourself yeah. to, I mean, you're going to go through the motions, but it's allowing yourself to 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 move past it in a way of, like compartmentalization, like it, it happened. I've gone through it, but I'm willing to give it up. I'm I don't need this to take control over my life and my actions because it and it can and it will. And unfortunately, there are some women that um, uh, unfortunately fall victim to to it where they're living their lives in the sense of I can't do anything else because this happened to me. Like I can't, yeah, we can. right. And it's like, I can't move. You can't move forward without one, as you're saying, facing it, but compartmentalizing, like you're just wrapped it all together, put that to the side and just carry on. Use that as a way of a testimony to just help someone else um, um, with it. No, that, I definitely like your idea um, of that. So, yeah, so I just think that, you know, forgiveness is basically, taking away the power that someone has. Exactly. Because when you when you can forgive somebody, you can look at them, you can smile, you can pray for them. Yes. Exactly. And, and I think there's no greater feeling than that. Uh, listen, I, uh, hello? I mean, at the end of the day, unfortunately, that person's getting sleep. That person is getting sleep. That person is living their life and knowing that they did, you know, whatever, that person is still living their life. And at the end of the day, you still have to be able to go ahead and live um, yours and go ahead to move forward and, and, and to grow from it. Definitely. So if you don't mind, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Um, but I do appreciate um, you telling your story and the idea of your um, book. But how is it that you find ways to be productive with all that you do? I mean, you're running SBGC. Um, you're like, you're doing so much. Like, how is it that you find ways to be productive? Um, it's just a wheel, you know, like, I think, you know, regardless of the storms that have happened in my life, I've been blessed immensely just to, to just go. Like, I'm always yeah. a person that's always been a go-getter. And, you know, once I have it in my mind that I want to do something, it's going to happen. So for me to be productive, I would say I've learned a lot about productivity this year. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing about, you know, anybody can be busy. Are you really getting stuff done? So it took for me to really have to step back and figure out, okay, am I really being productive or am I just doing things? Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a notorious person for, I mean, while I get things done, I can start a lot of stuff and then not finish. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, um, you know, just in terms of procrastination or, you know, and, you know, as confident as I feel, I mean, every I always still feel like, oh, my gosh, should I put this out there in the world? Like, right. Should I still be creating, you know? Can I still take it to the next level? But you just got to push past the fear and just do it anyway. So um, just to be productive, I have like five planners. 
so I have like a planner on my phone. Um, I have a physical planner. Um, and then I also have like a desk planner. And mm-hmm. I have a planner that's also on my wall. So um, one of the things that I learned in high school, my principal take notes, write things down. And so that's how I for everything that I need to do. And then I've also learned how to say no a lot too. Oh, that's a good um, one. Because the thing that I noticed that killed my productivity was saying yes to everything and trying to be everything to everybody. And I just feel like, you know, you can't fill anybody else's cup until you fill yours. So I really mm-hmm. learned how to prioritize the things that are most important. And especially for business, like you have to learn, like putting on my business hat, when you are in business, you have to think about those revenue building activities. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things that you're gonna do that's going to make you money and that's going to help you with your visibility? And sometimes, like, I would just do things and I'm like, hey, like, why did I do that? I could have right. been or doing something else. So, you know, definitely learning how to say no. Definitely learning how to prioritize my time um, just a little bit more effectively. And I would say um, delegation. You know, so this year, in terms of the contributors for the Skinny Black Girls Code, like, I reached out to, you know, I put out something online. I had, I reached out to a few people as well. And then, you know, women were interested in writing. So I created like a, a contributor, almost like a barter. So almost mm-hmm. a contributor barter. So, you know, women were right for me. I, you know, my background is in marketing and communication. So they write three articles, one article per month. And then, you know, when they come back, if they need me to create some graphics or do whatever, you know, I do that. They have three hours of my time. Hey. Created a Facebook group so they can communicate, interact with one another. Um, you know, any way that I can help them because I always feel like you should always have an equal exchange. So that was my biggest thing is delegation. And even now in my business, um, thinking about expansion, I recently just finished a class at the Women's Business Center of Ohio, and I'm thinking about long term. Yeah. Long term, bringing other people in will help me definitely be a lot more productive and stop being a one woman show because I think, especially female entrepreneurs, we try to do everything ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, I'm never going to be successful, truly successful, if I'm independent and not interdependent. No, definitely. That is so true. I was, um, just thinking about this um, a couple weeks ago, and I'm just like, should I bring on people? I'm like, I'm like doing so much because, like, I'm a mom, I'm a soon to be wife, I still have a day job, and I'm like, it is so much to get done and to do. And uh, I feel like this whole idea of us being women, we feel like we got to tackle on everything that comes our way because it's like, that's what it means to be a woman. And it's like, no, no, honey, no. <laughs> Um, delegated work does not make you less of a woman. Um, it is okay. Get all the help that you can, um, get, but it's hard though, especially when it comes to your online space. So it's, it's hard to, to say, you know, I'm gonna have someone contribute to my site. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like, what are they? I mean, obviously you go back and you review what they write and what they're going to publish and things, but you're just like, okay, I have to create like the space to have people actually, um, contribute or contribute um to the site but this is my site this is this is mine like you know I want it to be a certain way and things of that sort and it's like willing to give up that notion of everything has to be your way the per your perfect way yeah things of that sort and it's like no listen at the end of the day there's an overall goal overall goal that you want to reach and as long as this person fits in with the vision you're good to go <laughs> so that's you know I um I have my she's 15 and she's like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of the blog. I want to intern. So 
this summer we experimented with her interning. I mean, and it was actually a relief. I mean, she's really good at like editing blogs, mm-hmm. writing blogs. So she's done a ton. So that was kind of like my first preview of what things can be like. But the thing that I did notice that, especially advice that I would give someone else, make sure you look at your processes and, and start to document that stuff. Yes. If you don't. So like, you know, if, you know, God forbid, if one of us were to get sick and if someone else needed to run our okay. <laughs> Would they, would they know what to do? So I'm trying to be more conscientious of actually writing down everything that I do. So that way, when someone comes in, it's like, here's the manual. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's that, that's definitely true. And I actually did that. Um, obviously for my, uh, for myself, like with the whole batch process system, like what's the step-by-step to writing my blog posts, to writing my emails, to putting things out on social media. Um, I think we overlook that a lot when it comes to um, building an online platform, because it's like, we, we, we underestimate the amount of time that it takes to do what we do on a regular basis. And it's like, no, it, it's a lot of steps and there's a lot, it's a lot of time to do what it is that we do. And to, um, just a quick question. What tools that do you use though? Um, outside of your planner, any like online tools or any software uh, applications that you use to stay productive throughout the day? Applications that I use to stay productive. So I have an iPhone. I mean, it's really kind of the basic iPhone app. I'm always mm-hmm. in my notes. I'm always taking notes because I always have an idea that sparks immediately. Um, definitely, I use MailChimp for email marketing, mm-hmm. email automation. I think MailChimp is great um, just in terms of delivering your freebies and any other content that you yeah. need. And to me, it's simple to use. So I'm always using MailChimp. Um, I love all the Google Suite. Love Google. Um, I love just being able to use those things because I know we're moving towards more of a cloud based world. Like I just want mm-hmm. a computer. And um I don't know if you've seen like with the newer Macs, there are no plugins. Like you can't at all. I have one, yes. I'm like, like so I was so awkward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect with that, but I'm, I'm learning that we're moving towards a cloud-based system, so I'm trying to get good with that. Now, one thing that um, I'm starting to use, I'm actually in a partnership with an organization in Cincinnati. We're going to do some events here in Columbus, and we're using a system called Trello. Mm-hmm. So Trello is kind of good for that team management and organization, so I've definitely started to use that as well. So. Um, I, I can't give an honest review yet, but I'm still kind of going <laughs> through it. But that's definitely something that I'm looking to use in the future, especially when I start to expand and grow. Yeah, definitely. I was actually looking at Trello, too, because I um, read a couple blogs and follow other bloggers online. And they're like, yeah, Trello this, Trello that. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I, when I get, you know, so few people to come along, um, definitely. Um, use it um but i'm definitely waiting for a review from you so i can decide whether or not i should just go ahead and <laughs> run with um trello but no yes yes i i i too use um mailchimp as well for um email marketing to me it's so simple it's just a quick and easy setup nothing that is not familiar right I, trust me i actually started i did like a trial with convert kit and I was actually hopping on like the bandwagon for a convert kit at one point. And I was just like, all right, let me just do the trial. And I'm like, this is just so complicated. Like, I just want to get to the email. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, it was just like a step by step. Here's the setup. Here's the template. Write the email. Send it. And I'm like, that's all that I need. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that is it. I mean, there's other ones. Um, I've worked with people who use, you ever heard of Entreport? 
Yes, I have. Yes, I have. It's kind of like another convert kit. I know eventually I'll probably need a content management system like that. But yeah. Right now, I feel like they everything. It's saying, listen, I'm like ride or die MailChimp right now. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so what activities is it that you like to do on a regular basis besides like, you know, handling the things that you handle in the many roles, um, that you play throughout the day, what activities or any downtime things is it that you like to do? Wow. Downtime things. So when I actually have time to do stuff, I really love to spend time with my husband. So mm. my husband and I are college sweethearts. We met at school. So we've always been in that track where... We want to do something new. And he's someone, like, he's really one of those people where, like, he's, like, before he came to college, he never did anything. Like, he lived in Philly, but when he came to Ohio, like, he went to Taco Bell for the first time. So it's always interesting to kind of see him experience different stuff because he's never did it when he was at home. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I love to do weird a few, uh, about a month ago, we went to a salt cave. I don't know if you've ever heard of a salt cave, but it's really good for people who have like eczema, acne, sleep okay. problems. And literally you sit in this room, it's like heated, it's dark, but it's like salt in the atmosphere and it relaxes you. Like, wow. you don't sleep, but I enjoyed it. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was very therapeutic. <laughs> but yes, I love to do that. Um, and I love to dance. So I love any type of hip hop or yes. dance class. Because I'm lazy. I really don't like to exercise. Like, I need a purpose. Exercise. So if I'm doing a, a, like a choreography, like I'm, mm-hmm, gonna, I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Trust me, I, yes. I I'm I'm definitely the same way. Um, working on working out by yourself is okay, but when you could do it, like again, when you have like some type of purpose behind it, it's like, oh, I'm learning something new, like a new like Zumba dance or something. Zumba, I love Zumba number one. But yes, I I will be in somebody's Zumba class, just going like, yes, <laughs> this is motivation. <laughs> This is the only one I do. Yeah. So reading is definitely another big one. The book I'm currently reading right now is called The Hate You Get. I'm I, like, and I'm terrible with books because I read like five of them at one time and never finish them. But I just take what I need and then I come back. So right now I'm reading a novel. I haven't read a novel in so long, but it's called The Hate You Give. So I thought that's a really, it's a really good book. Um, another book I'm definitely reading that I think everyone should read, especially if they're in business, is called Expert Secret by Russell Brunson. I literally want to oh, okay. in your life. Expert secrets. I'm gonna I'm have to write that down. Gotcha. And then, is there another book too? Those are those are the two the two main ones that I am reading right now. Gotcha. I'm actually. Um, I know I'm. A, I, I first of all, I love learning about different books to read because I'm like, I, I have a goal of trying to um, have a bookcase of about a hundred or so books that I've like read, um, or so. So I have just a few. Um, I just finished reading A Year Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Love, love, love oh, yeah, that book. Like I love that book. And right now I'm reading two books. Uh, right now because I'm the same way. I I actually have four books right in front of me that I've started and two of them, <laughs> I, I'm listening, it happens. Two of them, um, I'm like reading on a more consistent basis. The other two, I decided I'm going to just take them back to the library or so. And yeah, whenever I'm ready to read them again, grab them again. But um, I'm reading, I'm judging you by Lovey Ajayi. I don't know if you heard of yes. her book. Yes. And then I'm also reading You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. So those are the two at the like moment. It. 
please listen. I'm I'm actually a lot further along than um in the You're a Badass book than um I'm judging you, but oh my gosh, please get this book. I mean, the things are so simple, but her just the way that she breaks it down, like your whole mindset when it comes to making money, you're just like why didn't I think of that? Like, why am I overthinking this when it comes to this? Like, why? Um, and just building a better mindset when it comes to just making money in general or just the idea of wealth is definitely something um, that I wanted to focus on. Um, that was one of my plans for going into 2018 was to, like, actually focus on mastering a better mindset when it comes to money or make just making money um, in general. It is, you know. Yeah, no, no, trust me. I, I feel like, because obviously money is something that people don't talk about as much. Like, you talk about it, but you're so uncomfortable when it comes to talk about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay, it's making money, but all right. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I have, I've set a goal. I have, um, so I actually had a goal this year to save a certain amount of money. And unfortunately, the way life was set up this time around, <laughs> I was not able to uh, save all of it, but I do have a goal of saving $10,000 next year. And I was like, I am sticking to that goal and I am going to do my best to reach that um, goal for next year. So hopefully Jen Sincero can help me out with that, <laughs> with setting that goal. But now I wanted to actually go back to um, the beginning part of this um, interview and one question in particular that I wanted to ask, because obviously you've gone through a transformation in your life from the many experiences that you or the things that you've experienced. Um, and I'm so infatuated with transformations. I love seeing people go from where they are now to where it is that they want to be and just being truthful and transparent with that transformation. But uh, my question to you is um what have you learned so far on this journey of growth and self-discovery have i learned so far so i would definitely say i've learned that you can become the woman who you want to be and freedom is not a destination that that's what i've learned freedom is really a journey it's a limitless yes. journey that really has no end destination so you know while, you know, I've overcome a lot of things, it's always going to be an uphill battle. Because, you know, life always throws something at you. Yes. <laughs> you know, you have to live with an unstoppable mind state. So you have to feel like no matter what happens to you, you're going to get over it anyway. Like, and, and that's kind of where I've been going. Like, I've been learning that no pain is forever. So, mm. you know, things will happen to me. And, like, you know, and while it will affect me for that moment, you know, maybe even for a couple of days, you know, I've been able to effectively bounce back. Because, I, you know, I, I always remember the places where I used to be where I couldn't bounce back. Where, you know, I would stay depressed or sad about something for months right. and, you know, and blame myself and blame everybody around me. But for me, it's just really learning how to take accountability mm -hmm. and learning that I am the master of my own actions. So, you know, nobody can make me feel a certain way. You know, I dictate that. Um, and, and trust me, it's hard. Because, you know, sometimes you want to be mad. Sometimes you want to feel everything <laughs> yes. else. But you, you really just have to push through that. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned through this transformation is, you know, really understanding what freedom looks like for me. And to me, freedom is waking up every single day and, and really just being that best version of myself. 
that that is what freedom is to me and not allowing any external or internal doubts about myself affect my ability to move forward. No, I love that. I definitely do it. Just the whole idea of thinking of freedom, because I feel like a lot of people feel like freedom is just like sitting right here at the top of this hill. And as long as I get to the top of that hill, I'm good. But it's like, no, again, it's always an uphill battle. There's another hill that you're going to have to climb. There's another level of freedom that you're going to have to um, reach. So I definitely um, love that whole mindset, the whole concept um, of it. But um just this is actually the last question <laughs> though um for okay. the interview and it was you told me a little bit about your plans um but what exactly do you have um planned for 2018 for SBGC wow okay 2018 mm-hmm. what well, I would like to do more for S- the skinny black girls code definitely want to put out more content um I know that we live in a world now, and I teach this stuff every day. So mm-hmm. I know that we live in a world now is very image-driven. So mm-hmm. video is becoming like the bigger thing, right? Right. So I definitely want to make video content creation a, a better, a bigger part of my ultimate strategy so I can reach more people. Definitely want to uh, do more Pink Lemonade episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I, I've, got a lot, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from that because I didn't really know, like, if I wanted to continue to do that, but I think Pink Lemonade is definitely something that's here to stay. So um, definitely a lot more multimedia content. Of course, we'll still have the written blogs, but I'm definitely um, still want to stay on that track to interviewing women who are just doing the thing. Like, I really love the fact, are you familiar with Lucinda Cross? She was on the show Queen Boss earlier this year. Nah, I'm not, I'm not that familiar. She, She's a fat, you should look her up. She's a fabulous woman. She was on a reality show called Queen Boss. Um, and it was about uh, African-American women who were buying for funds to basically fund their, their business or their startup. Um, for me, that was a, a really huge deal. Um, I also interviewed Diamond. Uh, you ever heard of Blossom? Blossom TV. So Blossom is actually the first, well, I wouldn't say the first, but it's one of the first online streaming networks for multicultural women. So... She's her background ranks from BET, VH1, oh, cool. uh, the Oprah Network, and she's been able to do a lot of, you know, a ton of different things. But she took all of her experience and she put that into one Netflix-like streaming service. I so, like, like I just love being able to meet these women, and you know, and I want to continue to meet other women who are doing things because it's like when I talk to them, they just they grow and they they blow up and they do amazing things. So I want to keep highlighting these women are just making strides and making a difference in their community. Um, and but just in terms of the Skinny Black Girls Code, I definitely say that um, in 2018, you're going to see a lot more self-help things. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to create a planner. I want to create a planner that goes with the, well, not necessarily a planner, but a journal that goes with the book. Because I have reflection questions at the end of each chapter, but I want to give people something that allows them to dig a little bit deeper yeah. into the journey to freedom. But that, that's it. And then of course, you know, just more speaking and taking those chapters and hopefully converting them into workshops so that way I can reach more women and do what I do, I guess. Yes. No, no, definitely. Um, I, I, it's so amazing, honestly, that we're doing this interview and that just connecting and collaborating and just seeing what each other are doing and the ways that we're trying to make the biggest impact that we can make um, in this world. So listen, I 
I declare that everything that you want to have happen in 2018 is going to happen. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> it definitely will. Um, but no, I'll definitely also um, hit you up because I actually have um, ideas um, for a conference that I want to have here in Philly in May. Yes. <laughs> So yes, uh, yes, yes. I definitely want to um, because right now it's it's in the, the beginning, beginning stages, like literally pen and paper, like planning um, st- um stages. But um, a couple weeks back, actually last month, I did um a small panel of two local friends that live here in Philly, and it was called the Inspire and Influence panel, and I. My idea was to take that and turn it into something bigger, an actual conference like um, that can happen annually. So once a year um, and where women can come out from all over and be influenced and inspired by the many women that are here online and also offline that are making things, um, making, you know, large impacts that are inspiring and influencing in their own right. So right now I'm in the beginning stages of that Um and I'm trying to just gather a list of multicultural women that I would like to have featured um, at that conference. So you are definitely uh, planned to be one of them, honestly, um, since we're here doing this interview. Well, yes, <laughs> definitely. So I'm there. I'm there. I definitely will. So um, again, going back to the drawing boards and things and um, get more things uh, situated um, with that. But listen, we have come to the end of the interview and I definitely appreciate you wanting to do this um, and be here on the podcast. I will be waiting for a new episode of the Pink Lemonade <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, for me. Yes, <laughs> listen, I am I am waiting for it. But wait, is it um, anything else that you want to leave off or um, say before we hop on off? Well, I just want to say thank you and thank you to everyone who is listening. Um, I'm definitely always an open ear. Um, if any of these topics resonated with you or, you know, if you just need someone to listen to and if you want to figure out how to map it out, feel free just to always email me, tweet me, Instagram me, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I think you're including the links, right, at some point. So, yes, yeah, feel free to look at the link in the podcast and just hit me up. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm always down to listen and hear someone's story. I may not have all the answers, but... I try to connect people with other people who may do. So No, that's, I like that idea. But actually, tell us where you are online, uh, what platforms, and your social media handles. Oh, sure. So um, you can hit up the Skinny Black Girls Code at www.skinnyblackgirlscode.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter as both SDG Code and on Facebook at the Skinny Black Girls Code. Now, if you want to contact me directly, um, I'm Whitney L. Barkley everywhere. So Whitney L. Barkley for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cool. Thank you. So that's all that I have for you guys today. You can catch the show notes to this uh, episode over at becomingnatasha.com. You can follow Whitney on her social media platforms that she's on. And you can also subscribe, like, and rate this podcast here on iTunes. Um, doing so will allow the podcast to show up more on the feed and get people to listen more. I'm also on SoundCloud, so you can follow me over there. In the meantime, I'm everywhere on social. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Becoming Natasha. 
Thank you guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode.